Welcome to Matter of Fat, a body-positive podcast with Midwest sensibilities. I'm Kat Palavota, a local fat feminist here for your plus-size fits, pep talks, and constant critique of our problematic faves. I'm joined by my co-host, Soraya Bogani. Hi, I'm Soraya, a multiracial millennial living and working in Minneapolis. I've been fat my whole life, but I'm now just saying it out loud. And we're excited to present Matter of Fat, because it's all a matter of fat. Matter of Fat. Identity and experience is key. The politics of fat bodies always seem to be on the periphery of the conversation, but we're here to pull it front and center. So welcome to our very first episode. Our first segment is... The The Fat Fat Dish. Dish! The Fat Dish is your favorite potluck. Instead of Susan's microaggressions, we're bringing a tasty smorgasbord of local events and newsworthy dish with a lens on body size, body positivity, and fat liberation. Smorgasbord, I love that. That's right. We'll be able to talk about all things rad happening in the community, often specific to Minneapolis and St. Paul, but branching out at times to the greater Midwest. So our menu for this week's fat dish include a few appetizers that may show up for a second helping in future episodes. So the first thing I'd like to bring to the fat dish is um, telling everyone about the subversive sirens. All right. Uh, do you know about them? I've heard a little bit, but Probably, I could learn some yeah. more. Yeah, okay. I'm a little hungry. So I'm, a little more. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm happy to share. The subversive sirens are a body positive uh, synchronized swimming team local here to the Twin Cities, and they are competing in the Gay Games in Paris Ooh, in August. Very exciting. They're so rad. They're so cool. Um, and I've been able to work with them a bit with the shop, um, and they've just been fantastic. So um, I wanted to put that on everyone's radar. You can find them on social media. Just search Subversive Sirens. They have a Facebook present, uh, presence excuse me, and an Instagram presence, um, and I really recommend following them, especially now as they gear up to go to Paris next month. You mentioned the shop. What's the shop? Oh, my shop, Cake Plus Size Resale. And we'll actually talk a lot more about that in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Don't get ahead of ourselves. What other appetizers are on the menu? So another appetizer I want to share is that the movie Fatitude is going to be screened here in the Twin Cities also next month in August. Um, And hopefully we'll be able to share some more details as it gets closer. Um, But mark your calendars for August 19th when the movie Fatitude will be screened here. Um, And I don't know, to get more of a taste of what it's like, uh, you can find all of their information online as well uh, under uh, fat, by searching Fatitude the Movie. Cool. If you had to give a couple of words or a couple of phrases about what to expect with it, what would you say? I don't really know. Oh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, so um, I have... It's been a kind of I think I think it's been a bit of a process to make it. Like I think it's been a couple years in the making, and I had the pleasure of meeting the woman who is creating it at Flyover Fest in Iowa City a couple months ago, um, and then a friend and colleague Annie is helping bring it here to the Twin Cities. So hopefully we'll be able to hear maybe a little more from them or get a little more info um, to give you a more robust dish uh, mm-hmm. as it gets a little bit closer here in August. Sounds good. And remember, the fat dish is the best potluck because you're here. Please bring your tastiest morsels of information, like what's going on in the community that speaks to body size, body positivity, and fat liberation, and let us know. Yeah, let us know on the gram. Tweet at us, like the Facebook page, and post a comment. Call me. Beat me if you want to reach me. Yes. (laughs) I, for one, am ready for the DMs, so hop in there. Let us know what's going on. (laughs) And now it's time for the interview portion of this episode. Every week, we interview a member of the community to hear about their stories as a matter of fat. 
This time is dedicated to honoring and learning about their intersecting identities while grounding the conversation in body positivity and body politics. Yeah, and to start us off for our inaugural episode, we'll actually be interviewing each other. Oh, wow. Yes. Perfect. We already know each other, but hopefully this will help you get an idea of who we are as a matter of fact. Matter of fact. So Kat, tell me about who you are as a matter of fact. Who am I as a matter of fact? I am um, a proud Minnesotan, though I'm originally from Wisconsin, but we don't talk about that a whole (laughs) lot. Um, I do, however, love the Green Bay Packers. Don't at me. I talked to my dad about five things, and if we take that away, we're down to four, and that's just too too difficult to deal with. Um, I've lived in the South, but all parts of the South that don't really call themselves parts of the South, like Texas and New Orleans. Hmm. Um, And now I'm back here in Minnesota, and I couldn't love it anymore. I just, I love being back here. Though, I don't know if I'll be here forever. Um, I have always been like a bigger person, a fat person. I would oftentimes call myself a larger lady, which I still do, really. Like, how old, though? Like, like when you're I was, like a six-year-old, <laughs> no, I'm a larger no, no. lady. I feel like in high school and beyond. Okay. You know when I like wasn't comfortable saying fat or plus mm-hmm. size? Um, I would just call myself, you know, like, I'm a larger lady, so this is how it's going to work. Sure, sure. Which is, you know, like, that's me, right? Um, yeah, and I think that... Being a bigger person my whole life, I sort of understood some things to be true, even though they weren't things that we were being told, right? And it's always, um, for better or for worse, but mostly for better, been part of my identity and who I am. And I think as I've gotten older, like I've further refined um, kind of the way I talk about it. But, you know, I've always been a bigger person um, and known that like some things... I don't know, known that some things were true for me that maybe weren't true for other people. Like, we, like as I've gotten older, I've learned, you know, that the diet industry really preys on us and tells us a lot of lies. And, like, I felt that when I was younger, mm-hmm. even though that's not what other people were trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I think as I got older and started to think about social justice concepts more broadly, um, well, yeah, both broadly and more in depth, right, and had more language to, to, um, to use to talk about things, part of that... Uh, related to body size Um, and I think that I've become a little bit radical or maybe a lot radical Mm. Uh, can you you explain your use of radical because I think that gets used in a lot of different ways yeah so what does that mean and maybe I'm not using it the right way but the like the way I use it for me I think signifies this idea that like um I am a body positive person but like it's not just that I take it farther I take it deeper I'm very rooted in this idea of like fat liberation where body positivity comes from and for me um, just as like with, you know, uh, I'm a very feminist person, um, but I it's important for me to like keep in mind the intersectional nature of feminism. The same with um, body positivity and fat liberation, right? Mm-hmm. Like bodies are not just, you know, body size is just one part of the picture. And so thinking about those other things, um, other identities at play is, is important. And I think it provides a little bit more of a radical lens than just like love yourself, mm-hmm. which like is important, but like is just a very small piece of the bigger picture, you know? Mm-hmm. There's such a process to it, too. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear where people's language falls on that process. Yeah. What else do we need to know about you as a matter of fact? I have always been what I would hope uh, others would also define as a stylish person. Um, and I really have worked to, uh, or have found joy in, um, like, dressing my shape and size and kind of finding fashion things that work for me in as this like vast wasteland of you know stuff that maybe isn't for us um yeah and so I just sort of along the way started sharing like fashion information and advice with people 
um, and then somehow fell into selling clothes online and then somehow fell into talking to people about body positivity in those spaces. Um, and now four years later, I have a plus size resale shop in South Minneapolis and it is literally my dream and passion and just the most fun thing. Um, and the best, oh, I just like, <laughs> you know, when you think about like, oh, here's where my life is right now. Mm-hmm. It's just so, it's so good. Um, and I moved back to the Twin Cities knowing that this is where I would open my shop, my first brick and mortar location. And it's just been awesome. Um, and mostly because there have been really wonderful people around me who have been supportive of what I'm up to. Yeah. So I guess that really is like, in terms of a matter of fatness of it all, that's that's a big part. That's huge. I mean, a big part of us getting to the fat dish like this is to say what we're about and what we're bringing as far as a lens to this podcast. Yeah. And so, you know, knowing that about you is really important. The way you use language, the way you're intentionally coming to this and how you interact in the community around yeah. here too. And I will say too, like... I think for a lot of people who live in larger bodies, often they're the biggest person around or Mm -hmm. they're like in their friend group or in their family or when they're shopping or when they're at work, they're the biggest person um, or one of the only fat people there. And for me, like I've created a life where I'm around fat people all the time Mm -hmm. and it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tell me more about the space you've created (laughs) through cake and what that means for people, fat people. I think it's just um, uh, an opportunity to, it's not fixing the problem, but I think there's such a scarcity mentality when it comes to clothing for plus, plus size people. Mm-hmm. And I think to walk into a space where everything is, you know, size extra large and above, and there's just a lot of like cute stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a thrifting environment where people aren't able to have that normally, I don't know, I think it just, it's, excuse me. It's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a big deal. And then also there's the community piece too, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I think a lot of people have expressed to me how safe they feel or how good they feel uh, there. And that is exactly the kind of place I was hoping to create. And that's just really lovely. Like literally creating a space for people to take up space. People have been told not to take up space before. And there's an opportunity to just breathe and engage and build community in that way, which is really cool. Um, I know that you've talked before about how you've been able to be successful in your business endeavors and oh, work yeah. towards that. Mm-hmm. How, how have you had the time for that? Or how have you, you built the time You are so wonderful. I, this might sound a little bit radical or a little wild, but I think that a lot of people spend dramatic amounts of time and energy in their lives focusing on weight loss or focusing on changing their bodies, specifically counting calories. Mm-hmm. And I think from a young age, I was really able to distance myself from that and not exclude, not, not completely, you know, mm-hmm. but I think that, uh, much of the reason why I am where I am today is because the time and energy I may have spent trying to change my body, I've instead channeled into mm. a lot of positive things, got a master's degree, opened a business, you know, did these things that I think, um, of course I could have done had I not loved my body, had I not been okay with myself, but I think they were made easier because, I was not spending all this time and energy on those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that sound a little bit weird? I don't know. No. I think it makes sense, right? It's a lot of time that it takes to do all that, to, like, enter in that data, check your stats, all of that good stuff. I know. I mean, like, the, the mental energy it takes to, like, you know, be tracking everything you eat in my fitness pal and that kind of thing. It's just, like, it's wild. <laughs> you get hacked after And that. then you get hacked <laughs> and you just fix your life. Yeah. And that's not to say that this is not useful for other people. I think it just is really coming back to your perspective yeah. of having been able to use that time in a way that supported you and created the space, too. Yeah. It feels yeah. good. I feel like I've got a little bit free, and I mm-hmm. kind of hope that I can help create that for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Show them cool. the light, you know. 
okay, you, I want to know everything. Me. Tell us about you as a matter of fact. Um, I mean, similar to you, all of my life, <laughs> I've been a larger lady, I guess. Yes, I just didn't okay, know that was lady. the language that I was going to use. <laughs> um, except for I was I was premature baby. I was oh, yeah. a little, tiny little baby. Um, and then ever since age five, I was always taller than kids. I was always bigger than kids. And luckily, my family has never made me feel any type of way about that. So, Which is big. It's huge. And I didn't have siblings to compare myself to, mm-hmm. so I'm an only child. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get to that, mm-hmm. well, you will. We will. Um, <laughs> so it's just been an opportunity for me to grow up and try to understand who I am. I'm also multiracial and um, grew up west of the Twin Cities in a very white space. Mm. And racial identity was never talked about. So I always just felt liminal. I always just felt... Um, in between a lot of things like any kid does growing up you know trying to figure out your place or where you exist and so for me um, my size wasn't the main indicator of who I was although it was something that I always knew about myself Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until I was able to put kind of puzzle pieces of other identities into place that I could consider that this was an identity that I also claim fat Mm -hmm. And that's a new word for me. I haven't I haven't called myself fat until probably the last year. Can mm-hmm. I well, tell us about that? What's that been like for you? Yeah. So like I was sharing, it's come after understanding other identities that I have or have been developing. A lot of that came in um, undergrad where mm-hmm. we actually met each other. Yes. Yes. Uh, Which but, we'll get to later. Right. Understanding my racial identity or understanding, you know, social constructs around gender and power and privilege. Um sexual orientation all of those things Mm -hmm. it's like I I grew up following the golden rule that was always something that my parents had instilled in me like do unto others as you'd like to have done unto you and just treat people kindly and nicely which is great thanks Girl Scouts Um, oh shout out for the Girl Scouts (laughs) shout out for the Girl Scouts they're the real ones (laughs) yeah yeah. truly Uh, but it, it just took a lot to build those schemas and those understandings of what structures exist and how I fit into those spaces. And so it always felt like more people were claiming, you know, their racial identity or their sexual identity. And those things could be talked about more readily Mm -hmm. with a lot of folks in a way that, I mean, I didn't grow up with a lot of friends who were larger or fat or chubby or voluptuous or however they would identify. So I didn't have that community to talk about it. So it was kind of an invisible experience. Like I knew it looking in the mirror. I was impacted by it, by the way people talked to me or situations unfolded. But it wasn't until the last year where, after having built all these other understandings, I was thinking, like, okay, I know that this is true of me. Like, why can't I claim it as an identity Mm -hmm. as opposed to a pejorative Mm. or an insult Mm -hmm. that I think of myself with? It's like, if I can include all these other understandings of people and how people should be loved and accepted and build community on, why can't I do that based on my body shape or yeah. my body size? Because that's yeah. how I'm showing up every day. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of that came from engaging with the Twin Cities fat community. Yeah. Um, just having spaces where that language was used or talked about, learning about different resources that are out there, different folks who are starting to have this conversation more mm-hmm. readily through the internet, yeah. through a lot of media sources. So cool that's the biggest one yeah and it's still i mean it's difficult like any other identity that you yeah. claim that is not widely accepted mm-hmm. but it's it's interesting to claim the word fat too yeah it's like a yes like so there's like all of yeah the, like the identity and feeling it and then also like that that be the word choice right and that's my word choice always mm-hmm. not always i mean you know we, we just discussed this i used right. to call myself a larger lady larger so lady. i think it's been 
I don't know, years in the making. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think um, there's a lot to that. So thank you for sharing kind of how you got to where... Yeah, how you got to where you are. And thank you for, like, being on this podcast with me that we're calling Matter of Fat. (laughs) It's all a matter of fat. Truly, it is. And so I looped in a little bit earlier that, like, when I was in college, I met you. But I would love to know from you, like, who are you to me? How do we know each other? How are we putting this thing together in the first place? Yeah, so I guess one would say that we go way back. We went to Hamlin. We're, we're Pipers. We're, we're proud we're Pipers. proud Pipers, baby. Let me bust out that Piper clap. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so we went to Hamlin. Hamlin um, University, St. Paul, Minnesota. St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, Hamlin, to me, was just really a place where I was able to start to better. I had lots of thoughts and feelings, um, but I was better able to, art, like, I learned how to articulate them and how to... Um, live in a world that was not like my small town mm-hmm. you know beginnings it was good but yeah so we know each other from hamlin mm-hmm. and we both worked in residential life mm-hmm. yes and the so, memories yes and you were part, so i was an orientation leader when you started mm-hmm. and you were like one of the cool kids like, you know like I'll take you all, that title i don't know that i would have uh, assigned that to myself at the, the time but yeah class. sure yes yes you're sure. one of the cool kids and um yeah but what i remember most about you which I we were just talking about recently that you forgot about is that we um when we were both working for residential life we brought a group of people to the white privilege conference when it was here in the twin cities that must have been like spring 2010 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um yeah that was just I I, so I remember that uh, very much about you Mm -hmm. um and then we went to white earth I'm yes. just repeating all the things that you just told me about us. Well, I'll still, do the white privilege conference. I forgot about that, which oh, was yeah, really amazing. True. Yeah, we did the white earth service learning trip. Yeah, and at that point, break. it was weird and cool, but I was, like, technically a staff member, so mm-hmm. I got to drive the, the SUV around, and gosh, that was, it was a wild, a wild trip, mm-hmm. but it was good. Yeah. You also held the first plus-size clothing yeah. spot. Facebook reminded me that that happened literally seven years ago. No. Yeah. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, my, like, little apartment in um, Manor Hall at Hamlin is <laughs> where it all began. But, yeah, I was moving because I was moving to Texas. And I was like, oh, I have all these clothes. Come, let's do a swap. Actually, let me just gift you all my clothes. Yeah. And there was just, like, a small little group of people. But you were there. I was there. You always just, like, been in, like, the most, like, lovely times. you Because I lived out of state for so long. Mm-hmm. And I think we were in touch over social media. But we yeah. didn't really, like, I don't, we never visited each other or anything. No. Right? Mm-mm. Um, but then I moved back, and actually before I moved back, I remember I had a couple pop-ups here, and you were always there. Sure and then enough. I moved back, yeah, and you were always there. You were always on the side hustle, and I really respected that. Oh, I so appreciate yeah. that. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, you're one of my Hamlin favorites, for sure. I'm, I'm beaming right now. <laughs> Nobody can see this, but it's, <laughs> it's a big smile. I was but a you cool are. freshman. Yeah. I'm a favorite. Like, what more can you say? Just yeah. adoration, please. Truly, though, I... Um, I I'm just so happy that you're in my world. And I'm so happy to be working on you with this. Working, nope, said that wrong. (laughs) Working on this with you. (laughs) (laughs) We can work on me. This is a lot of revelations coming out during this interview. I mean, going forward, we'll be asking other people deep, deep, dark questions. Yes, but but this time Mm -hmm. it's us. I think we became friends once you started coming back to the yeah, Twin Cities pop-ups. Yeah, like, I was then. always very impressed with your hustle. Like Thank you were on your grind, side business, doing lots of things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's out there. She's like trying to commit to something. Whereas I was just kind of professionally 
emotionally trying to figure things out after the recession ended yeah. and looking yeah. for jobs and things like that. So I was always impressed by you just doing things. Thank you. And so that that was it. I also think our values align a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably, I mean, if I was like, doing some multi-level marketing, blah, blah, blah. I don't think you would have been as, you know, as interested (laughs) in engaging with that, right? Uh But because, like, my business and my life and my work relates a lot to these values, you know, about body positivity and fat liberation and also, like, more of the broader, like, social justice concepts Mm -hmm. that we kind of hold dear to us. I'm sure that's why. Part of the reason why, like, we care about, you know, what we're up to. Right. And you've done a very intentional job of building community. I mean, around fatness, but also all of these other things that we also value. Yeah. And so being able to go to movies in the park, being able to oh, see yeah. you help build your shop, getting to paint the varnish on the desk in your shop. Just We forgot to mention that. Soraya was there. She I was, was there. She was there. Actually, yeah, these jeans that I have on right now have some paint. No, so is, that, is that cake yeah. paint? Cake oh. paint. That's what's up. These are famous pants. Yeah. Famous pants. Famous moments right now. Oh. But, yeah, so seeing you develop this has developed our friendship a lot, too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Well, and the fact that, like, you show up for something like that, like, that has very much developed, yeah, our friendship. Well, and and, yeah. and now we're here. We're and here. Again, like, I'm so pleased to be working with you on this. So, oh, we should talk about this. So, mm-hmm. um, I, for International Women's Day, did a short program here at KFAI Radio, um, and Mason mm-hmm. produced it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a really great experience. And I thought, ooh, I, you know, for a long time I've been interested in doing a podcast, but what stopped me was I didn't have like the equipment, this like fancy radio microphone that like makes me feel, or like sound so good. <laughs> and I also didn't, and feel good. <laughs> and look good. Like, hey. can't see it, but hey. <laughs> And then I also just didn't have like the production skills and like that, like I just, and I had, didn't really have the desire to learn that like something interesting for me, but like I'm doing so much stuff, you know? Um, and when I expressed to you like, hey, I really want to do this, I think. And then you said to me, do you know it's been a childhood dream of mine to learn radio production? It's like, no, I did not know that. It's um, not what I lead with, but well, yeah. you know, it's, it's there. It's, <laughs> it's there. It's there. Yeah. And I hadn't known that about you, and I was so excited that you mentioned that to me. And that's kind of how this collaboration was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just awesome. I'm excited. And I've already really, like, it's just a joy to be able to work with you more, you know, because yeah. I get to see you more. And that's, that's true. That's really nice. Yeah. Because we're making time for it, you know? I'm excited. Me too. Another question I have for you. Yeah. Because part of what we want to do with this experience is bring in questions that are pertinent to Minnesotans. Our Midwest sensibilities. Midwest sensibilities <laughs> got to come out strong here. And so I think what will be cool in the future is that we can have people bring questions to us yeah. too. But as of right now, I have a question for you. You haven't prepared for it. So I have uh, who knows if this, this. Will be the truest of true responses. Could be flop or could uh, be brilliant. <laughs> what is the perfect day at the Minnesota State Fair? I want details. I want hours. I want locations. I want the food. I want the the nervous laughing. This answer is either going to be like the best success or the biggest flop answer to this question. Um, I am kind of embarrassed to say I've never been to the Minnesota State Fair. (gasps) Hamlin was literally a mile away. Let me just bring people How? back to what we were talking about 10 minutes ago. So I was an orientation leader. Every single, um, yeah. like that last week in, in August was just, just so much, like dawn till dusk, like working on, it yeah. was just so much stuff. And so we'd always have like that day off where everyone would go to the state fair. We'd get free tickets. Everyone would go. I wouldn't go. I would sit in my room the whole day. Cause I was just yeah. like, I can't talk to people today, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I, um, 
as we also have discussed, I am originally from Wisconsin, so I've been to several county fairs That's not in the Wisconsin area. I know. So I don't really have an answer, but I will go someday. Maybe this, this year. Maybe this year. That I would be a really fun like end of the season, end of the summer thing to do. Yeah. Um, but what it would involve is um, a lot of cheese curds. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and Plenty of those yeah. <laughs> And I don't know. I bet there's just like the most prime people watching. I bet it's just oh, like yeah. all the people. All the people are there. Um, and I think that that's great. And Hamlin has a little tent that I would go to. Check and aren't, oh, oh. I saw some, I like, last year during the fair, there were lots of, like, Snapchat stories, and I think someone posted them on Facebook, and I was just rolling. There's, like, <laughs> people dress up llamas. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. And then yes. dance with them. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I want to do that. Those are real. I'm going to eat my cheese curds. I'm going to watch people dancing with their dressed-up llamas. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what I would like that's to do. That's what we're going to do. I think that sounds <laughs> magical. We're going to make it happen this year. This is, I think this is great and representative of both of us. So you haven't got to the no. favor. I, so when I was a child, I would go with my dad. Yes. And it was not magical. No. We would go right when it opened. So there were no lines. And we would go to Machinery Hill. And Machinery Hill was, exactly, what is Get it? Get ready. Buckle Tractors, up. baby. <laughs> Farm tools, baby. My dad is not a farmer, right? But we would go, we would look at the cars, we would look at the tractors, we would look at the farm equipment. Seven-year-old wow. Soraya was not enthralled by this. <laughs> Seven-year-old Soraya did not know that there was a midway with all the rides and prizes and games until two years. Years later, <laughs> I think we did the haunted house one year, which was absolutely terrifying. Oh, it was no, my never. idea, but he was like, "Yeah, let's compromise. Like, we'll do one thing." <laughs> that was such a mistake. And I don't know that we even got food really when we were there. And isn't that like the main draw That's of the fair? Thing. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he was my dad was great. He was frugal. He knew what he was about. He mm-hmm. didn't want to be there with lines, and it was hot. And I think I've taken on those tendencies. Machinery Hill doesn't exist anymore. Oh, don't at me. I don't know if that's true or not, oh, but okay. it doesn't so you're exist not in the way that. <laughs> it did. So I think I didn't really go to the fair because I didn't understand what it was about Yeah. until college. Mm-hmm. And I went with friends and it was great. And there's music yeah. and free things and the horticultural building. Oh, that's one other thing. My dad would take us to the horticultural building, oh. which was beautiful. Except yeah. I was a kid. I don't want to look at plants. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to look at trees. Like, that's cool. But now yeah. I think my ideal day would be to go on like a Wednesday or a Thursday, mm-hmm. when, like earlier in the day with a group of friends go hit up the horticultural building in that building now too they have like flights of beer so if that's what you're into oh, you can try always. different things go get some good food i mean always sweet martha's is a good thing they've got milk if you're into milk yeah there's like that big truck with the milk i'm not into milk but i feel like <laughs> there, maybe either. i drink some I maybe you should get some i mean the animal building the is interesting if you're into that mm-hmm. um it's cool to see the sea dart the butter oh, statues yeah, that's oh i forgot there's butter statues. there's butter statues um, i that just sounds right up my alley. There's a lumberjack competition. Whoa. Which is quite entertaining. And, I mean, that's about where I tap out halfway through the day because I'm not <laughs> a fan of dust. I'm not a fan of heat. Um, and the people watching is good to an extent until you look down the street and all you see is just swaths of people. people. Yeah. And then you get overwhelmed. Cool. And I have not done the haunted house since then. I would never do a haunted house. I can't do them. Yeah. I'm ter- like I'm just a very easily scared person. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is all very interesting. Mm-hmm. I your perfect day at the fair sounds kind of lovely. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll report back. Maybe we will have a fair day um, when it all happens at the end of August. Okay. 
was great. I mean, I know you, but now I know know you. Yes, and it's just fun to tell the people a little bit about us, and hopefully you all have got a better sense of who we are um, and the identities that we're bringing with us when we come to you Mm -hmm. through the podcast. Definitely more to come, but... Now we're on the last segment, Dirt and Discourse. Dirt as in, can you believe they said that to them? Mm-hmm. And discourse as in, ooh, that is wild. We need to unpack the meaning behind that. This week, we want to talk about one of our faves, major faves, and one particular problem. Lizzo recently modeled for ModCloth. We love Lizzo. We love her. Lizzo, patron saint of fat fly womanhood. I mean, <laughs> let us count the ways we love you. Top five edition. Maybe more than top five, potentially. Oh, I feel like we have seven on our list. We're going to do them all. She's Mm -hmm. worth every one of them, plus like hundreds more. Mm -hmm. First one, your consistent messaging on self-love and growth. Love that. Need that. Thank you. Two, your work with the Chalice, Girl Party, and general love and representation of the Twin Cities. We see you, Quinn Wilson and Grace Holden. Thank you for carrying along all the Twin City talent, Duluth talent. We see you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was never in band, but I appreciate the classical flautist background. Oh, okay. She interweaves it into some music. I like that it's there. She's, you know, genre bending. I'm here for it. Uh, Also, consistently talking about mental health. Very important. And the stigma. Tell us all this stuff. Be upfront. Let's talk about it all. Mm -hmm. And then I really appreciate her being sexual, but not sexualized or fetishized, especially as a plus or fat woman. You know, she owns it and it almost identifies as more of a millennial sexualization Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than just falling into some of those stereotypes that as a performer, I think you could do it. Yeah. Next, rocking all the looks, all of them. I, the looks. The looks are uncanny. They're everything. <laughs> Lizzo, you're everything. She's everything. And this also comes into our discourse in a second. So note the looks. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. The last one is just being my favorite consistent show. Um, a few years ago in Duluth, I went to the Red Herring Block Party. She and Harmar Superstar got rained out and they took it inside and it was this yes. itty bitty place. It was hot. We were all packed in and it was by far one of the best shows of my life. She was at Rock the Garden. I saw her at Eau Claire's the first year that they had that festival. Mm. And then we both got to attend the New Year Eve bash with Lizzo. We rang it in and it was such a good start to 2018, which has been a rocky year to say the least. It was, yeah, it was a good start to the year. And I don't really go to concerts, but I go to Lizzo concerts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we love you. We love you, Lizzo. We love everything about you. And we should say, like, if we've said all these things about Lizzo, if you are listening and you don't know who Lizzo is, um, you you, you gotta uh, do a quick Google, listen to everything, see all the looks, see all the info, and uh, yeah, then return here so we can continue to talk about our discourse. (laughs) Now that we've established our deep, deep affection and appreciation of Lizzo, we want to share a critique of her recent partnership with ModCloth. And emphasis, emphasis like on the critique being of ModCloth. ModCloth is a clothing retailer with a spotty past of inclusionary policies. So most recently, like in the last year or two, they were purchased by Walmart. Mm -hmm. And Walmart has actually, I mean, we all know it as a conglomerate. Mm -hmm. So they actually purchased Jet, which then went ahead and purchased ModCloth and Bonobos and other kind of upper end retailers as well. And so they've been sweeping through and obviously Walmart isn't the paragon (laughs) of best practices. And so that's kind of a question to people who want to put their money in a good space. So that that happened. That was like first icky red flag. 
maybe later Mickey Red Flag. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that has come to our attention that's one of the main reasons why mod cloth seems incredibly problematic is that they're employing unquestionable policies of sizeism. Mm -hmm. That was happening a little bit before the purchase or acquisition, too. But that comes back to Matt Canis, or Canis, I don't know the pronunciation. He was the CEO for a while. He was previously um, employed by uh, Urban Outfitters. Hmm. Yeah, fancy that. <laughs> so, I mean, it, definitely in the business space, but there are a lot of articles that Kat actually shared with me just talking about some of the practices, um, you know, trying to exclude people of size, fat folks, plus size folks, to the point where they actually limited the ter- eliminated the term plus size on the website due to some surveys about people saying that they didn't like seeing that. It just seems like every account or commentary on what was happening there is so two-sided and so it's a lot of gray area Mm -hmm. so it's kind of icky it used to be so right now with Lizzo's campaign they're really highlighting that they have been the first in line to be champion plus sizes offering options which they have been which they had been Mm -hmm. yeah but then the actual founders were asked to step down People, new people came in and those sizes started going away. Those options started going away and it seemed like a really caustic environment. Yeah. And then after that, Walmart a la Jet swooped in yeah. and the company was valued pretty low. And so then here we are. Yeah. And so maybe some changes are being made, but like it was a big dis- disappointment to see our Lord and Savior Lizzo doing a spread with them. Um, and actually, there are, well, and we should say, of course, like, Lizzo, be out there. Get that money. Money back, money seen. back, money back. Yeah. Yes, like, mm-hmm. be, in, like, this is really not directed at her. I think the reason we're paying attention to this is because the love of our life, Lizzo, is in, you know, is mm-hmm. in a spread with Mogloth. Um And, of course, we want more options for fat folks. Like, we want more fun and funky mod cloth-esque plus size fashion Mm -hmm. but uh, it's like what is this company doing and like I don't know is for me when I see cool like people like Lizzo in commercials for um, you know like larger brands it makes me think like are you just pandering to us like Mm -hmm. or do you really care about us I don't really know right right I guess doesn't matter though I mean I don't know. That's all the gray area. So there are more options hopefully coming along with this. There's been a change in leadership. Now they have um, previous head honcho over at Bonobos coming over and taking over that position. So maybe that's part of the change. A resurrection potentially. And I think it might come back to the fact that I know you've brought up a lot of time. What, like 67% of the mm-hmm. female population is a size 14 or higher. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of buying power. It's a lot of money. Yeah. And they were already seeing that be so, so profitable for them. So to deny that was a huge misstep that definitely impacted the company from my It's like letting fat phobia get in the way of your money. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And as we know, capitalism will find a way out, you know. So I hope it results in options. I hope it results in Lizzo putting her name to something that she really believes in, is feeling good about that. Because everything else she's done, I've really been behind. Yes. And... You know, you started this thread on Facebook asking people about this, and some folks brought up the good point that there aren't the options that we need and want. And so if that's the case, let's keep carving it out as much as we can. And this is where it gets messy within the dirt and discourse. Yeah, I guess we we don't have the answers. Mm -hmm. I will say for me, like having the options is great, 
but I want the positive politics to follow suit. And I just am always really doubtful that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So show us what you can do, Mod Cloth. Show us how you can be better. Mm-hmm. And maybe like actually address the stuff that happened before, right? Like that would make me, when, when, when those things are addressed or maybe apologized for, mm-hmm. I feel like it's easier to have trust in something or someone. Definitely. So verdict? We love Lizzo. We love Lizzo. We're still undecided about Mod Cloth. Mm-hmm. And okay, I, for, I'll speak for myself. I'm no, I'm pretty decided that I don't burn, like them. Burn but some I'm bridges. hoping to see. But I'm <laughs> but I'm hoping to see better. <laughs> Prove it to us, Mod Cloth. Show us what you can do. Ooh, I love that dirt and discourse, and can't wait to dive into more in our next episode. Soraya, we did it! The first episode! Yes! Thank you all so much for listening and being here with us. Yeah, this is our first episode of this season, and our plan is to release a new episode every two weeks. Please follow us on social media, email us with questions, comments, or um, a voice message expressing those questions or comments. We're Matter of Fat Pod on all of the social media and Gmail. So that's just Matter of Fat Pod. Please find us there. Until next time, when we hear more stories about social justice, popular culture, and Midwest sensibilities as a, a matter, matter of fat. Is that too cheesy? It's so cheesy. It's good. Matter of fat.